0: Thanks to listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis, and today we have our wonderful guest. Marquis Toombs from the Chicken Shack. There we go, Marquis. So we usually don't waste a lot of time, Marquis. Just dive right in. Let's go back maybe to childhood or where'd you grow up, that type of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. So um, I grew up in San Francisco, California. Um, Grew up uh, the oldest of four. Have a set of twins underneath me, um, Kiara and Tiana, and uh, my little sister Ashley, who I call my little sister, is probably about fourteen years younger than I am. Mm. So uh, we grew up a family of four. I was the oldest. Um, uh, had a you know any person growing up in San Francisco, it's it's tough out there, you know, for what it's <laughs> at, you know, for what you know of it, um, you know. I went to Abraham Lincoln High School. Played football. Uh, played basketball, I was a good athlete, good student. And, uh, yeah, man, that was yeah. kind of the, yeah. the upbringing.
0: Yeah. So uh, you lived in that area, pretty much lived in the same neighborhood or moved a few times? We or? moved a lot. Okay. Um,
1: unfortunately, it was yeah. just you know all over the place. Um, it wasn't a steady spot. Um, I did change schools quite often and had my fair share of run-ins with people because of that. You know, I was that kid who <laughs> – you know it was always new and you know yeah. sometimes it didn't work out and got into fights <laughs> and had to defend myself and yeah you know but it, it i like to think that it built the character you know right. what i mean i ended up having to get used to being in new uh, new situations and right um understanding people quickly um understanding you know how to read mm-hmm. uh situations quickly so it yeah. Was, it 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 all it all
0: worked out. Sure. Yeah, man. I'd <laughs> I mean, like to think so, at least. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, you mentioned sports, was that kind of the first uh thing you identified passion for? Um,
1: no. Um, okay. sports was something that came um later on just because of the fact that early on, if you recall, I mean, I'm going to probably age myself in saying a lot of this, but you know, when you tried to become part of the P the pal leagues and and all the rest of that, those required money. And, you know, we as a big family kind of had some struggles there. So I wasn't able to participate mm. in sports really until I got to high school. And I really found out that I was really good at those sports. Okay. Um, my first passion, because my whole entire family is out of the Louisiana uh, area. Um, my whole passion, my first passion was music. Um, mm. Big jazz guy, Um big big band guy big 60s classic jazz guy okay um i ended up going over and having a grandfather who was kind of my first inspiration towards music because he played trumpet and flugelhorn um and then and likewise to that my my uncle um he you know he got everything they had money so he had his first trombone and I really, you know, I, I, I had gotten a handed down clarinet to start oh, off yeah. with, you know what I mean? And, sure. and I played it for a year and hated it and just, <laughs> just really wanted that trombone. So I ended up going over and playing trombone eventually with, uh, with my uncle because my grandfather bought me a trombone mm. um, and came to found out that, um, you know, my grandfather had all the jazz vinyl. Uh, and that's where a love relationship between me and music went over and started
0: really, and it just expanded from there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, flugelhorn is pretty similar to a trumpet, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Basically, yep. a a more mellower sounding uh,
1: trumpet. I think I would tell you that it was made famous by uh, Miles Davis. Okay. Um, yeah. Who liked to use a flugelhorn? Um, but there are probably a lot of predecessors, Clark Terry, you know, other trumpeters that have, kind of, probably taken that up, you know, uh, way before him. Um, sure, all of us learn something from somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, right. and that 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 upbringing, that that kind of mood music, um, was something that was v- like instilled in me very, very early. So mm. it was it was great to have and. And I had a big appreciation. My grandfather did it occasionally. Um, he'd break the flugelhorn out and he'd practice. And, and I just was always the interested grandson that would come in there and be like, Hey, what are you doing? What do you, you know, what does that button do? You know, what is, what happens if you push down those two? So
0: don't touch that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That didn't sound so Don't touch the red
1: button. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, when anybody shows interest in things that we're passionate about, it's it's a rewarding experience, right, mm-hmm. for both people. Absolutely. And so I can see how you know he would have been uh, rewarded by your interest and and you know willingness. So he did.
1: Cool. He he actually has told me that um that's my fluke horn now. So oh, uh, just because go. of just because of the interest. You yeah. Know what I'm saying, and I think that that actually goes into my next passionate thing. I mean, if I had to call out passion for me um, music would probably be the first one um mm. i would tell you uh people would probably be the second one okay um and i got that probably through sports early right um but the last would be food so yeah and that yeah. that ended up coming from you know my grandfather showed me the jazz and the music but my grandmother showed me the food yeah in, in the kitchen she was always cooking and boy, could she throw down, Tim. I tell you yeah, She <laughs> down.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, if you had to pick a favorite dish that she used to make, what do you think that is? Oh, man, they, I used to make people upset.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's the best, too. I mean, my uncle lived there. My cousin lived there. Um, my uncle was a year older than me. Uh, my cousin was three months younger than me. They lived there. And, um, you know, she's, this is Southern cooking. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, when I'd come home, you know, my mom didn't really cook. She cooked, but, you know, um, you know, she didn't throw down like grandma did. You know, Mm -hmm. you really look forward to it. And so when I was no longer living in the area, I would call to announce that I was coming. And it was always when I called that my uncle and my cousin were in earshot of that phone call. Right. So she would always do it. And I think she used to do it on purpose. Maybe I was one of the (laughs) favorites. It is what it is. I'm not going to deny it. I wasn't. And she did. She'd always say it. She'd always say, okay, what do you want, baby? There you go. That's cool. And she'd say the same old, same old. And I'd say the same old, same old. And that was always catfish and cabbage. Okay so um she i loved catfish and her cabbage was the best yeah you know what i mean she did a lot of things well in that kitchen fried chicken being one of them you know what i mean and it's those are tastes that i'll never forget
0: right yeah 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 so you uh we move forward a little farther so you're Finishing up high school, what's what's the next years look like uh for you? Uh
1: next years for me, came out of high school, went to college, went to San Jose State, um, went there for a degree, found a wife. There you go. You know, um, ended up going over and moving uh down to from San Jose State in California down to the Central Valley area. Lived in Hanford for sixteen years with my wife, had two beautiful kids, Malachi and Kiana, Um And, uh, found the Lord, Mm. went over and really found God and was scared of him for a number of years before and prior to that, not having a real understanding, um, of who he is in my life and going over and just finding him and starting to get pretty involved in church and, Mm. um, yeah, just going over and building my family and trying to take steps forward to um, securing or uh, taking care of them the best way I could. Right, You know what I mean? Because there had been some inst- instabilities in my life in that regard that, you know, I just want to make sure that my kids didn't go over and fall into and, and, and have to worry about. Yeah. I want to be the best dad I could be.
0: There you go. World needs more of them. Yeah, so, yeah, cool. Well, I know uh, you know you have uh, an entrepreneur's uh, you know mind and heart. So you're in California, and there's this opportunity to come up this direction. I mean, uh, so uh, now you're slinging chicken. And, slinging uh, chicken. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right term. Out here winging it. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but boom, <laughs> pun intended, y'all. There you go. Yeah, I think me and Cam just ate there like last week, right? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah it's good stuff. Sauces Thank you so much, awesome. guys. We
1: probably yeah. put a lot of passion in, uh, you know, everything we got into what we're doing over there at the Chicken Shack. And, and you know, it's it, it's been a journey over the course of the last two years. Um, <laughs> that whole journey um, uh, is something that is really key, really important to, our family, you know, we ended up going over and, you know, being in Hanford, you know, I was at a a six figure job. I was very good at what I did because I'm a people person. I, I love people. I love being out in front of them and I was in sales. So it's right up my alley. And because of that, you know, it was great, but I just felt like something was missing. Like there was, I was, there was more to this than Mm. what was happening. And my faith was involved in that in terms of saying that, you know, you know, what, as much as you want to take care of yourself, what kind of sacrifice are you willing to be? Mm. Um, And again, being a father that I am, you know, thinking of my kids, I just wanted to go ahead and try and find an opportunity in which not only could I encourage, you know, or do something for them that could set them up, but also go over and um, really be able to speak about what legacy means, Mm. you know, Um, and so once I feel that, that, that desire came into my heart, I started to pray about, you know, I'm always, everybody's number two. I'm a number two at church. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a number two in the business that I was in. Um, I was a number two on different, you know, for sports teams, I was Mm -hmm. coaching, I was an assistant coach for all those things. And I just really was like, you know what, Lord, I, I, I really want to be the number one. I want to be the number one. And, and I think what I came to. Um, which was a turning point for me was that I told the Lord in prayer that, Lord, I promise that if I'll be, if you'll make me a number one, I'll be first to be last. There you go. That I would do my part to encourage others to be the best they can be. Right. Um, no matter how good, bad or ugly, that they wouldn't have to just hear that they have potential, but they would have somebody to help them develop that that potential.
0: Yeah. And so like for some of our listeners, maybe that resonates with them, right? That you're in a support position, but you've got this desire uh, to, to lead something, you know? And so um, there's lots of cliche statements out there, but um, at the end of the day, what piece of advice would you give to somebody who sees themselves, you know, still as a support role but feels like they have the skills and the yeah. the passion to be, you know, a lead.
1: Right. So, I I would tell somebody who's in that position, who's in a support role but really wants to be uh that person, that guy, that that that, that leader if you will. Mm-hmm. Um whether it be a guy or a woman that right. wants to be in that position, um you know, are you able, are you, are you willing, mm. you know, cause I think a lot of people are able, but sure. are you willing right. to pick others up Yeah, to be the best that they can be? Sure. Um, is that investment worth it to you? Right. Because there's people who say they love, you know, the ones that they run with, but a lot of the things that we do are team oriented type, you know uh organizations and uh setups that that require that uh, you know when one struggles we all struggle you mm. know you have to have that mindset that you know we're going to do everything we can to try and make it that we would be successful right you know
0: yeah yeah there's a proverb that says uh essentially uh, a man's gifts makes room for him so you just keep doing the things you're passionate about and and Leveling up, so to speak, yeah. uh, happens, right? If you continue to keep that mindset that you can serve others regardless of what your position, um, even when you're in that second or third position, uh, honor and order is really important. And so you can and lots of times you can be, uh, you know, given an opportunity to to go do your thing by the people you're already working with. You know, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, because at the end of the day, we have a saying around here. Listen, if it's what's best for you, it's also what's best for us. Right. Right. And right. so, uh, I hope that in our organization, we're always striving at least to to do best by everybody. And sometimes that's that there's a different opportunity. And sometimes that maybe you should have a different seat on our bus, so to speak. Right. Because it fits your skill set or, you know, uh, your personality better. Yeah. yeah. Some of the stuff, the the greatest the piece
1: to what we did and going over and and doing or making the transition is that, you know, it's so funny how you take this pivot where you're, I came into this thinking that I was going to have a restaurant of, you know, 18 to 23 year old young college adults um, that I'd be dealing with. And instead I ended up getting a slew of high school kids oh. that came in. And a lot of those kids, I'm very blessed to say, have been a part of Chicken Shack since we've opened right. almost three years ago. Yeah. Um. And then it comes time for you to leave because right. an opportunity comes up, sure. and they're looking at me and they're like, "Well, I don't want to go." And I was right. like, "No, you have to go. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's time for you." No, yeah. you know, it's almost like you have a kid. At, you know, my son does work there. My 19 year old works there. Yeah, and it, it's the same thing as being a parent. Almost, it's like, don't make me kick you out of here. Right, it's time <laughs> exactly. for you to grow. You yeah. know what I mean? This is what growth looks like. Right. You know, and you have to understand that nothing belongs to me. Right. Nothing belongs to me. I had right. a I had a a, a job to do, um, that didn't feel like a job, right? And going over and supporting you and 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 pulling you and asking, you know, even when it was uncomfortable for you, sure. challenging and 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 trying to push you right to where you're at. Now you're here, yeah. And now it's time for you to go out there and for you to show them what you got. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. I mean, I know that that's the. Culture that you run your business, and the same as we run in our organization, right? uh, Is mentoring, training, investing, and building relationships with people. Just this might be a shock to some of our listeners. It's messy. It is, <laughs> it, it, and sometimes it takes far more energy right. uh, than than other clean cut ways of going about to do stuff. Absolutely, but, but in the long run, it's far more rewarding. It, mm-hmm. It's not for everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's super rewarding. You know, as it you is. have some successes, and you get to you know be a part of launching folks and
1: stuff. A, so and like. in, and likewise, people would think that a restaurant is really about going over and putting out great food. Um, and it's just as much about those mentoring pieces to your employees as well. Right. Um I am uh someone who has always tried to instill in people that they're great and that you can do it and that you are worth it. Um yep. and that arena has been the ministry that I get to use to go over and say just that to right. employees on a daily basis, yeah. um, doing sometimes redundant things that you don't think you're learning anything with. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and you come out yeah. of that and you're like, holy cow, I know what discipline is. And you're like, yeah, we're here now, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's exactly. to be celebrated. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's really rewarding. Yes. For me, as somebody who loves people it's a hard thing for me and it's natural. I think sometimes what people trip over is the fact that, um, we know we have natural skills and we have learned skills, but just because something isn't natural to you, does not mean that you can't develop that? Right. I think as leaders, we need to do a better job of encouraging folks that your developed skills can still be useful and can be, you know, encouraging to the next person. Um, as you continue to use them. And it's not going to be perfect right away. Like when you first start that, cause it's going to, and it's going to take twice as much as energy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think what's another thing that's remarkable about you and your organization is that in one essence, man, you only been in town three years, right? Yeah, And, uh, you know, you're, you're a, a regular participant in the chamber. I know you're on the the chamber of commerce board um you know you're uh in, invested in doing a lot of stuff in the community and so i think uh yes that's part of your design but not everybody is willing to to you know just get into a community and dive deep you know <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> been
1: know? it's been different you know it's not the community that we spent several years in or not the place that you um grew up in so there's some comfort that's not there Um, But on the flip side, it's the community that I've been blessed to be in, and that community has responded to me as well um, in welcoming me here. So I continue every day to try and do what I can uh, through the chamber, through uh, other committees that I've been a part of, um, through opportunities where we can try and touch the community to try and gain more, uh, more knowledge and skill towards how I could help and what I could do. To try and impact um, not just inside the walls, but outside the walls of our restaurant as well. So it's been really cool being a part of the chamber and learning from so many uh, great community leaders that are a part of the chamber what it takes um, in order to make, you know. That make some of these things go and sure. you know just and, and it's not just a a physical side but the the time element that i think a lot of us have a tendency to try and overprotect. right um these people are selfless and what they do and it's really encouraging and motivating for me to try and learn that
0: yeah no that's good um What's something that? Because uh, there's nothing new under the sun. We ask this question of most of our guests. Like, mm-hmm. what's one or two of the best ideas that you've? I uh, call it ripped off. You know, cut and pasted. Uh, that's a that's yeah. a good concept. I should put that in my organization, or that's the way I should do something. So, yeah. yeah. Well, can you think of something that?
1: There are a you've couple. Seen? There are a couple ones that I can think of right off the okay. top that sure. kind of come to head to come to mind. Um, as somebody myself who sometimes struggles with anxiety Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I work with my, you know, my daughter kind of goes through some of that too. Um, One of the most cliche sayings I've heard, I, it's, it's just something that it's always stuck is that uh, people like to say if it's, if it was easy, everybody Everybody would do it. it. Yeah. Um, When you choose to step into something that is difficult, something that is new, something that you want to chase. You're going to have to put the effort in. It's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's going to test you, it's going to push you, it's going to pull you to your limit. Right. Um and the neighborhood I come from, we say all gas no brakes. There you go. Um, yeah. And it's uh it's tough sometimes. Yeah. You know, you feel like you're alone sometimes, even though I, I love, my, I cannot say enough about my wife and, and being the cornerstone of support for me and mm. keeping me grounded and understanding that, yes, you you can do it. Yes. Right. The Lord is on your side. Yes, you are going in the right direction, you know. Um, even when I'm not going in the right direction, right. she'll pull me back. So I just, yeah. you know, I, 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 I'm so appreciative for what, you know, I have in terms of my family and how they guide me and ground me and support me and motivate me. Right. Um, but I often have to bring to myself the, the understanding that, yeah, if this was easy, everybody would be doing it. And it's not, right. um, it's yeah. not.
0: It's not so. Yeah, and then like uh, a real saying in leadership structures or whatever is you know, uh, figure out your why, right? Mm-hmm. Like and uh, you know like why you want to do what you're doing. But I think it, and I, I think I agree that's important. I think uh, what you've alluded to though is that uh, knowing your purpose in what you're doing also has a sense of resilience that gets built into us, right? That, yes, that I think is largely lost in our current culture is there's not as much resilience in, in our – especially maybe our young people, but maybe just in our community in general. And so for those listening, uh, uh, I would encourage you to get some quiet time and think about what you're passionate about and what what are what's one or two purposes in your life, you know, and yeah, then absolutely. begin to build your, your roadmap in that direction because right. not only is it rewarding, but it also – uh, helps us overcome some pretty significant speed bumps, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Then, you know, being an entrepreneur, pioneering is not for the faint at heart. Right? No, it is not.
1: <laughs> and the thing about it is, I think what most of the people will end up finding in that is that they find themselves sometimes struggling with motivation, sometimes struggling with, uh, you know, can I do this? This type of things like I'm talking about. Um, that passion usually offsets that. Right. Because if you're doing something you're passionate about, it's not work. Right. It's a lot of times yeah. that's just it's all fun. Right. Um, I like going back to what we were talking about with the uh, the learned skills versus mm-hmm. the natural. You're right. doing something natural to you. Yes. You're not burning as much as energy as somebody would be if they were doing this as a learned skill. Right. I could talk to people all day. Yeah. There are a lot of people I know who would be like, I need a breather. <laughs> you know,
0: like, I need my to My wife home. would be one of those. She's yeah. Like, That's, I, not... I got about an hour and a half. And right. <laughs> and then I'm done with people. Right. Right. <laughs> but
1: my kids but, and my yeah. wife started leaving me when I started conversations in the store like a long time ago. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's what comes down. It's what it is, but it's not work. You right. Know what I mean, and I would inter- I'd encourage people to, yeah, to just run after what you're passionate about right. yep. um, and just, you know, don't stop. All yeah. gas, no brakes. Don't stop.
0: There you go. Yeah, so thanks so much for joining us today, Marky. Yeah. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, what's your email or, or web address for Yeah, if you guys want to reach out to us, go
1: over and see us at Chicken Shack P&W. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram. You can catch us there. Um, You can always email us at chickenshackpnw at gmail.com, and and we check our emails all the time. Call the store, you know, if you want to try and get a hold of me, and, and I'll get that message if I'm not there and
0: be more than willing to talk to anybody. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks okay. so much. Uh-huh. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to each of our shows on KSLM on Saturday mornings at 11, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.